Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Bolo here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional opinion on RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world. The Pufter Award. The Award. So <laughs> let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clank. <laughs> Did you hear like a robot noise or was it just me? I could hear a bit of a robot noise. Did you hear the robot noise or was it just me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, it was me. <laughs> by the way, I'm talking to Joe, everyone. Welcome back, Joe. Yes. Now, as you all know, we did Meet the Queens, a Meet the Queens podcast with Joe before the um, release of uh, UK versus the world. So yep. now we're kind of doing a, a wrap up of it. Like, We've met the queens, now what? So we've got some Puff the Awards to do, but um, hi, Joe, and thank you so much for coming back. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello. How are you? This is, I'm so good. This is so funny. <laughs> this, I'm so happy to be back. Yes, well, this is this is take two. Now, um, in, the, in, the, in the edit, <laughs> which you missed, we're talking about, um, we didn't get to see you, Joe. And we're Tom and I were both saying that we felt beautiful. <laughs> that we felt beautiful. You know, we're living the Valentina um, delusion. But, but now we can see you. But now we can see you. Now, now thanks to the tech folks, uh, we can see you and you look lovely. And our self-esteem has dropped oh. again. Yeah. yeah. Lies, lies. You both look lovely, Chase. Thank you, though. Yeah, because I was on. I wasn't on camera on my other thing. So now I am. <laughs> it's so lovely to have you back, Joe, though. We got so much lovely feedback about the um, the other episodes that we did and the insights that you shared, and it was uh, really well received. Oh, I had so much fun. So many people said that it was funny, and I, I loved it because I, I don't get to talk about this as much in my job anymore, and I love mm-hmm. to have a, a kiki and, and a drink and talk, talk about the girls, which is always yes. fun. <laughs> Kicking and drinks yeah. is what we're all about, frankly. Exactly. Yeah. Excuse. We podcast so we can drink on the weekdays. Mm. Let's be honest. <laughs> and that is, I don't know what kind of glass that is. How much you want? That's a bottle in a glass. It's it's a wine glass. A it's a wine glass. That's a, bit, that's a bit much, much of a muchness. Uh, <laughs> so the Puff the Awards, first of all, UK versus the world. What is your overall feel what did you think i i thought that it was like i i watched it through almost the lens of the fan reaction and i thought the fan reaction this time was very odd because it brought i think a bit of a harder critical eye than the uk seasons we've just had Mm. did you notice that yeah. I think so. so I too. thought that people were being really over the top harsh. Like I, I think it comes yeah. from the the sort of the American standard so high that those American fans wanted to watch it for the first time, maybe, and mm. they were just giving everyone comparisons like to the extreme. And it was like, oh, this is a bit dark. Like I know some of the girls that just speak halfway through the season and talk about that, but mm. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice mix. I never got to see the Holland um yeah. series so that was interesting and our predictions in the first episodes were wrong even though i did i think <laughs> i did meet that 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 janie jk yeah, um, yeah the the older one didn't end up going on which i thought might happen <laughs> yes. but um yeah i love pangina i'm a fan of pangina i have to say she's very oh, polished and interesting fabulous. yeah i think we're on yeah. the same- what did you guys think I think we're on the same page, Joe, in the sense that we were we certainly picked up on a lot of negative fan reaction, unpleasantness towards the queens for providing good TV, essentially. And we were just like along <laughs> for the ride. And we we're like, 
it was an unusual, it was basically an all-stars season, wasn't it? But it was unusual in the sense that the all-stars rules were used to their fullest for a change. Usually it's about like the Queen's like, yes, we've got a pact. We're going to vote off the weakest girl each week. The strongest girl's going to the top. And this time it was like, no, no, I'm going to assassinate my competitors. And that's fine because I'm allowed to do that. But then there was such a strong reaction. And like, guys, it's TV. It's fun reality TV. No prize. Yeah, exactly. With no prize. <laughs> that, isn't it the worst? Isn't it the worst? Is this, this a badge? Mm-hmm. Is a badge that's up for grabs? Oh, and the song with Rue. I oh, know it. A song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard it, by the way? I have. I have. It was a. It was a mega mix. <laughs> it's never I, one. I think <laughs> Mega is putting it kindly. It was like a. Yeah. <laughs> they released it. The night of, so um, a, a lot of the spoilers were out that Blue had won because the song was released on Spotify or somewhere mm. before the announcement. Oh. So everyone oh, was no. like, "Oh, Blue won." I didn't see it, but um, I would have been like, "Oh, I'm glad I stayed off." The thing about All Stars is that if you don't play the game, everyone says it's it's boring. Oh, that's so mm. silly. Mm-hmm. But when you do play the game. And then they come and attack you, and it's yeah. like this: the the people who watch it, the fans, are just so fickle. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. It's, it was it was strange because it, it was like there was a shorter season than the regular seasons of Drag yes. Race. You didn't get to see people's looks to the that there were like some people you only saw one thing they did, so it, you didn't give people a full insight into what they do. Like I don't really know what that lemon is about, but when I looked on yeah. her Twitter. Her costumes are really fabulous, so I thought like, Beautiful. well, that didn't really show mm-hmm. what she did, and I like I didn't get a full perspective of of that. I I thought that it was interesting because I think sometimes when the queens are competing and taking out their biggest competition, you do miss out on the thing that you want to see the most, which is the yes. fabulosity of it. Yeah, so yeah. you didn't get to see stuff, but I don't know. I thought people were very extreme about Bago, which is very interesting. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, <laughs> fully agree um, with that. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Was very awkward, like to watch some of the backlash that unfolded around her. Because I was like, "Oh, I really, I really like her. I don't want her to be upset by it." But I think she took it in her stride. But mm. it, it was the whole thing was strange. Juju B being in the final was strange. Like yeah. I don't know, there was so many, so many different things. But I really enjoyed seeing Pangina. I thought mm-hmm. she was a class act, as they say. She um, was who, great. What did you think? Yeah, Pangina, I agree. It was great for, for many people, I think, to be introduced to the essence of, of Drag Race Thailand. Obviously, she's a judge rather than a competitor, but it was so wonderful to see her in that competition environment. Um, it did, I agree with you, it felt like a fledgling season, almost like an experiment. And I really, really hope, like other, because remember All Stars 1, they did that weird pairing thing. It was very yeah. much an experiment. And people were clamoring for All Stars 2 for years. I hope that they just take the feedback this time, make it like a proper fully fledged season next time. And there'll be so many more franchises to choose from because they'll have Down Under, uh, Italia, uh, Espana, um, all to choose from. And it'll be a real like multinational like bonanza next time. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that would be fun. Do you think that this, this season, season one, was enough for it to be picked up? for an actual like you know season i it's getting to the territory of a bit oversaturated i think at the moment and i try i did have a catch up with the current american season and i thought like oh there's there's not one single star on this show but like often that little <laughs> disease one no she's not disease is she what is she 
what's her ailment? I don't know. There's Willow oh, still. Willow, yeah, like yeah. She's got, a, she's got a chronic, we adore Willow. We adore Willow so yeah. much. I'm uh, diseased in many ways, so I make no judgment. But it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was shocking how, like, bland everyone was by the way i have to correct myself because in our last interview when we were talking about them sending me that application show on this new season i wasn't talking about the one that was showing i was actually talking about the one that's being done now because i thought they were trying to get someone else that i didn't like on that on this the one that's oh, not out yet so i wasn't right. in reference to this lady candidate and i i listened to it back and i went oh my god i didn't mean that because i didn't <laughs> i didn't know anything about the lady candidate so i had to correct myself on this one because i thought Oh God, people are going to think I'm coming for Lady Camden. I've never met that one. I didn't even know who she was. But I think they're filming with someone that I did not particularly like. And that's why they wanted me to be on the new one. Oh, oh. so we're talking about season yes. 15, essentially, there. I don't know. My <laughs> God, it was <laughs> 53. Did they, put, did they yes. put the right cast? The, are these, were these girls the right girls for international season one? I don't know. I think that I'd like to have seen um, more international. I'd like to see someone mm. else from the Holland series. I think it, they could have been 12. These guys are more. I wanted more. I wanted someone that yes. was like another funny queen that was like a, like an American version of a comedy queen. Yeah. And I would like to have seen someone that's really crafty seamstress because I know Blue is kind of like that but she wasn't showing that in the series so and I changed my mind about her because I did give her a bit of a telling off in the last one but I really like her <laughs> and her, what she did I think she did a good job but <laughs> yeah yeah that's the beauty of all stars isn't it people like you think you you think you feel one way about someone and then they can come on all stars mm-hmm. and then you see a different side to them or or they produce the different way so you're made to feel a different way about them mm. but I thought the same about blue um, I grew to like her a yes. bit more as the episodes went, as they went on. And her growth was evident as well. I, I, I like what you said there, Joe, about like, I would have liked more representation from some of the other international franchises that are underrepresented. I wanted more Holland, more time. Like, I do know that obviously when this was filmed, we didn't have a Spania Italia down under, but um, I'd have liked to see two queens from Thailand, two queens from Holland, you know, Maybe I I, th- I think the way that it, it's predicted to pan out is that they're going to have a different host country each season, and the rumor is mm-hmm. that it's going to be um, Canada versus the world next, um, and so that's in the pipeline. Um, but I would have liked, yeah, a bit more representation. And to be honest, as well, I, I do stand by this. Actually, I th- I think the American girls are fabulous, but we can kind of maybe ask them to take a step back from this because they have so many other all stars opportunities. Oh, so much more. And the demographic there is twice as big. So it's mm-hmm. not giving them. I don't know. It's, it's difficult because like, I thought they would have put on the B cast for the first season, not the standout queens. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I, Jimbo and Pangina were queens that I would like to have seen get a good go so I could see everything they could yeah. do. And I just thought, like, why did we not? Why did they come out the gate with these girls? Because once they've been on one, they're like stuck to be repeat books for the next one, aren't they? They're not going to be mm-hmm. on the bigger budget season that's happening next time. But I don't know, like it's it's difficult. And I don't know anything about how it took to, to organise getting some of the girls through COVID precautions. Maybe they're mm-hmm. not vaccinated. You have to be selective with certain queens who aren't or whatever. I don't yeah. know what the deal is, but some queens can't. I know Raven couldn't for years travel internationally because she didn't do um, community service. 
I remember that actually. I remember like finding out that she was performing in the UK. I was like, oh, I thought Raven couldn't travel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And um, but obviously it's like you don't know what's going on with people. Some people can't talk, but yes. I don't know. It was weird, but I really wanted to see. I don't think Juju be needed to be on this show. She'd just been on that singing show with Trixie yeah. and, and Vanessa Williams as a judge. I think they could have given other people from the US a chance to to really get another chance in a different zone because like there's certain people that I think if they were set up with different girls they would have shone and they, yeah. like do you know who is that Puerto Rican queen um who kind of looked like Rihanna she, a few seasons ago she she had broken English she wasn't quite great she was tall um, um she's not, oh she's not Linacia Sparks Linacia Sparks yes Linacia fabulous Sparks queen was on a if she was on a more current season, I think yeah. you would have seen how incredibly polished she is. Same, same with April Carrion. Yeah, like they, they yeah. are so good. But they, I think, on the seasons they were on, they were with these behemoths that yeah. kind of everyone was drawn to. That they mm-hmm. kind of get forgotten about in the mix, even though they are so talented. Like mm-hmm. they, I would love to have seen a Lanisha Sparks against Bag of Chips. Like that would have been yes. interesting to me. Like I didn't need to see Juju because Juju probably works at Porn Idol in London, so yes. she would have been around them. Like I, I would have thought different people in the mix. Like, and I think a Puerto Rican queen would have been fantastic to bring to England because we don't have enough Latin representation on TV at all. So completely agree. <laughs> But you know what? One thing that has been floated as well is a Spanish language international all-stars that could have like Queens from Drag Race España, Chiritha May from the UK, and some of the amazing Puerto Rican queens that you've just mentioned. Or or Spanish language. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. That would be so cool. Mm. Jujube is a topic that I want to talk about since we're already on it. <laughs> Let's get into it. I mean, what? Okay. Why, I want to know why, what was she doing on the show? And I say that with all sincerity and without being shady, what was she doing there? I felt like she wasn't really there to win. And then I don't know how she got to the finale with her subpar performance. And it didn't feel like she even wanted to be there. Hmm. Well, I don't know what the machinations are when they book these queens, because I was told many years ago that when the All-Stars 1 was booked and they knew they were going to be doing teams, they booked Fifi and they booked Willem. Yes. And they had some shenanigans behind the scenes with Fifi having a DUI, Mm -hmm. and then she couldn't be brought on. So she missed out on her promotion and did that whole year of cosplay. And mm-hmm. Willem wasn't invited on to be the partner with us. They brought Mimi on first on this or yes. some sort of thing like this. So right. I don't know what happens. Maybe there was another queen from the US and they just thought, Juju, are you available? You've just been in the queen that stole Christmas, whatever this mad <laughs> Christmas thing is. Maybe it was to do with that because I know she was on that that strange film, but I don't know. Like, I think when, when Rue likes someone, she's going to give them a platform. She's, she's given a leg up to the queens that she gets on with maybe, but <laughs> I don't know. It was because I didn't need more promotion. She she was the, like when, when she was on her season, she had so much more followers than all the other girls in season two. Mm-hmm. She had like a verified Twitter before everyone else. I think the first in the franchise probably. Was she? So wow. I, she's got so much promotion. Yeah, she had like she had millions of followers from the first season that she was on. I mean, so we, she kind of got that wave, and it's mm-hmm. it's gone on and on and on. <laughs> I well, do like her though. But... Of course, we'll always <laughs> love Juju B. She's such a legend within the franchise. But it is interesting, like she is the queen who's been given the most rolls of the dice. I think 
I agree with you. I do. I think everybody's wondered quite a lot. Like, was she a last minute replacement? But she she's explained two things that I think are quite relevant. She said that um, a lot of her designers um, pulled out at the last minute, and so all of her looks had to be put together in a rushed fashion by one designer, and hence there were. I mean, to my mind, there were like two or three looks that were like true international all stars level type stuff, and then. She also... I, the rest I think, were balloon art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love some balloon art. We love some balloon art. My favourite. And then the um, the other one was that she 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 said that she had a reminder of her trauma related to her mother, didn't she? This is what she said in the finale. She found a picture or something. Yes. Um, mm. And she felt like it threw off her whole mindset. And I will say, you know, we've rewatched a couple of episodes of um, All Stars 5 even, and she just had so much more sparkle there. That's what we love about Juju, her charisma and her sparkle. I basically don't really care what she's wearing as long as she's being Juju B and she was mm-hmm. more subdued. And there was definitely something going on, definitely. And like all, all the love in the yeah. world to her. Yeah. You're right. I, that last episode when they gave a bit of tea about seeing her mom happy, knowing that her mom abandoned her yeah. and it looked like there was no remorse for abandoning her, whatever the horror that she went through was. It, it was, it did touch my heart. And the thing is, like, as well, some people travel really well. Some people do not travel really well. It could be yeah. just as simple as that. Like, I can't I can't travel and get up the next day. I have to have an entire day to replenish. I don't know what it is about my chemistry, but I'm knocked out for the first day everywhere I go. So yes. it's like, maybe she just doesn't. She just took a minute to get over the jet lag. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't it know. Might, that but might be a balance. Give the poor girl yes. some mel- Give the poor girl yes. some melatonin and let her, uh, let her have a sleep. We, we've got a Charlie Hydra. You know, she had a bad back. Yeah, she, um, she, she, she had diarrhea. She um, oh, my what, God. I, I did a collab with that one. I did a collab Charlie. with that one. It never came out. Oh, my God. Charlie invited me to his home in London because we met a few times prior and wow. asked me to do his makeup. So uh-huh. I did his makeup in like classic. This is when I was General Queen. So I did him like very natural. I did him like this blue fabulous wig. But he wanted me to read this script and try to make me look like Lana Del Rey because he was doing the impressions on YouTube. And I did not look like Lana Del Rey. And I, I think the thing is with me, because people think that I don't. If you put the wrong makeup on me, I'll look like Bozo. It won't look right <laughs> on me because I've got a lot of face. So I think that it, he filmed it and then realised that it was so terrible that he couldn't actually put it out and I wouldn't have allowed him to put it out but <laughs> no. we did attempt to call it a collaboration once upon a time but I, I liked his husband I liked him but he is he is majorly constrictive with the read the words correct and gets annoyed with himself but he doesn't have the word right and things and I was like okay that's a bit odd that's really know. interesting because that translated onto the show because um I th- Oh, I think it was the last episode she was in that breakfast TV challenge, and she was like correcting Cynthia and that kind of thing. So there is maybe something about Charlie about control and um, needing people to be correct within her parameters. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. And I think that for me, I was like, I I thought we were doing a video where I just turn up and we chit chat and we do like a challenge, but she wanted it to be meticulously staged and things, and I was like. You didn't realize I could do that, but that I didn't come here for that. I've got like other things <laughs> I need to do after this as well. Like there's, I, I booked like a small amount on my day to do this, 
We yeah. can't be that controlling. Just let your hair down. Let the face <laughs> relax a little bit. Just tap those scars of the face this back and then get on. Like, please. Don't say, I, I did like it. She's talented. Yeah. Bang. There we Story go. time. <laughs> what was the most shocking moment of the season? So this is almost like a little award now, isn't it? The The shocking moment award. Do you think? Oh, I don't know. Uh, probably Pangina crying so drastic, dramatically. But the crying was very intense. Mm. <laughs> <That was yeah. laughs> really loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should laugh. It's cruel, but it was funny to watch. I was like, oh, no, this is so awesome. It's funny. You have to laugh. I think the Pangina breakdown was was shocking because she was she's so much more um, mm. just interesting to me than the the sort of like the blueprint package of a RuPaul drag girl, which everyone yeah. seems to be adopting at the moment. She's interesting. She wasn't doing the same drag moves. It wasn't all the same. She had a really sophisticated um, applique to all her stuff. Yes. And I thought that she would just think about it so confidently. But I guess if you're a judge and then you go out without winning. You're always going to be like, well, on your season, you didn't win. Yeah. And that's the, what she probably was going through her head. But... And there was like the weight of expectation of representing Thailand as well and being the sole representative. Absolutely. Right. I, yeah. I remember, I think I was, I saw a clip of um, a father saying bye to his daughter from the Ukraine wars going on. Oh, and I remember oh. like, I, I mean, he wasn't even weeping that loud. And then I saw Pangina get voted <laughs> off. That same night, I saw her get voted off, and she was weeping for the longest time. And the whole time, I was thinking, "There's," I was, I was thinking, "There's a war going on. There's, there's just leaving their families." Oh, <laughs> and she's sobbing. <laughs> I was, I, I didn't know how to feel. I mean, I was obviously upset for her. I mean, that was, that was, that would have been shocking. But yeah, the um. So we're not in, we're not invalidating her feelings, but we're encouraging a sense of there, I think. Yeah. Um, to be honest, for me, what was your most shocking moment? Tell me. <laughs> I think I was more shocked by the Jimbo elimination because it was more unprecedented, and I felt like with the Pangina elimination, there was a whole uh, preamble of narrative that led up to it. And I was kind of expecting mm. it by the end of the episode. If you listen to our review that week, we actually thought Bagger was going to do it. We thought that was the build-up. I guess I was shocked that Blue actually did it. Um, but it felt like Pangina was going home that episode. When it happened to Jimbo, I was very, very shocked. And I I guess like as I am a bit of a Jimbo stan, and I don't deny that. And I was just like really saddened to not have more Jimbo that season. But then when Pangina went, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting more Pangina either. And she's been fabulous mm. all season. It's it was odd. Those... And I think that... Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying it's one of those two for me. They both have equal shock value. Right. With Jimbo, like, did you see the reaction from Silky Ganache about that on online? I did, actually. Um, Silky tweeted, um, I mean, Silky loves to get involved, doesn't she? <laughs> um, mm. And I, I can't remember exactly what she said now. Can you remind me, Joan? Yes, she said that the way that Jimbo came for Pangina when they met, in the final episode <laughs> was more aggressive than anything she had done in her season but she was lambasting 
for, for saying what she said and he was kind of getting a pass and she alluded that it was like a racial preference yeah. to not calling him out because he said because I don't know what like Jujubee kind of reiterated it in a different way in the confessional because she was saying like oh I hate your nose and I was like did he say that about Panjai I didn't think he said anything about her nose but then I thought my god was there a little bit more of a personal thing they cut it out that he said and then I thought well maybe there was a bit more of a harsher statement that he made because I thought I think he's funny and I think what he says is deliberately comedic but I I didn't Mm. take it like in the same way that I saw the insecurity in Silky I I agree with you I don't know I don't think I didn't agree with her point of view yeah we spoke about it didn't we yeah, I, I think Silky um, kind of inserted herself and made something a racial issue that wasn't a racial issue. And I don't like it when queens do that, when they they say this, this, this situation is only passable because it's a it's a it's a race issue. I didn't I didn't read race in any way and anywhere in that conversation. And there are so many instances of drag queens reading other drag queens where it's just mm. a, a, a queen being a queen. Nah. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. Drag queens are nighttime performers. They are, they, they perform to a, a crowd full of drunk mm-hmm. people. They are, um, they're, they're, they're iron. They're, they're for me, they're, they're lethal. They're the lethal tongue. Yeah. They're equal parts, beautiful and vicious. <laughs> I just saw a drag queen. <laughs> Have you guys had- drag queen. Have you guys heard the interview with Lady Bunny and Bianca Del Rio and Derek and Romain? It's like on YouTube where no, Lady like Bunny is off her rocker on some sort of edible. <laughs> it is probably the most legendary thing you will ever hear in your life. It is the funniest thing you have to watch. It goes on for an hour and twenty, and I've listened to it for a million times. Lady Bunny <laughs> is is my favorite queen, and she will cut no. She is crazy, and it's very much up my alley. I really enjoy it, but. You're so right. I think that people's drag day, like the kids that started to do drag, they think of themselves in drag, whereas a lot of the performers from back in the day, they thought of becoming a character, like a day medna. Yeah. So they had an armour. They had like a psychological armour. So they were making fun of the worst qualities. And I watched this incredible, did you see the Andy Warhol thing? I'm asking all these crazy references that I've been watching, <laughs> but they said in that Andy Warhol diary on Netflix that a grandmaster, as opposed to a master, exploit your weaknesses and i think there's people like the lee bowery's that mm-hmm. felt insecure about their body so padded mm-hmm. their stomach padded their legs and yes. when you can know what you are and make the most fun of it is when you are hitting that magic moment to the end it's like with the day madness it's with the lady bodies they know how ridiculous they are then lady Bunny knows she's a southern old weed head she's crazy <laughs> and she makes fun of that but i don't think young queens can take it on the chin so much because they they hide in the drag as opposed to use the drag as some sort of yeah. comedic thing to make I fun of themselves <laughs> i love that is so true i love that too it's that kind of like be able to read yourself before you read others sort of thing right yeah that's why i always joke about myself because i'm like well i can't take myself that seriously my god like people that think i'm perfectly poised and studious that are going to get a shock if they meet me because I am not that. I, mean, I, I am not that. Bianca Rio, for example, she goes for everyone. She is equal opportunity. I, I remember even on the show when she went for detox, she was like, oh, she, she got her cheeks done, she got her lips done, she got her legs done, she got her knees done, but she kept that nose. 
Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. It's 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 what drag queens do, but like they read. even within the show, like yeah. her little stand-up set in the comedy challenge was a perfect example of like she read herself, then she read everybody else. Like she's she's a master, isn't she? Um but yes, yeah, it, I find it funny. Silky's reaction was interesting because we were very entertained, and I agree with you, Jimbo put on a comedic character for a lot of the whole season, actually, and inhabited that character. I think she's actually quite high concept. We rarely see her step out of the Jimbo character, but she's all about entertainment and making us laugh. And sometimes that means being a shady queen. I do think sometimes, I do think, and I love her, I'm a Jimbo stan, but I do think Jimbo's a sore loser. Um, and yeah. she... she <laughs> She uses this comedy character to vent her feelings, and she did that perfectly and hilariously in the Untucked episode. Panchina and Jimbo are friends. They're cool. There's no need for, for Silky to insert herself into it, I exactly. don't think. Jimbo did the same thing to Rita Beggar and Untucked. She, she really did. She, she really did. another white queen. Yes. So she I doesn't, don't... She, Jimbo doesn't care if you're white or a person of color. She's going to read you. This is, this is her. Was yeah. that on Canada? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, right. She came for um a queen came for her and she came back very very harsh. Very very harsh. Very very harsh. I I see. And it's been Yeah, she's around. got that she's got that snap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you expect. It was I so feel. good because Rita Bagger what did, Rita gave us some sort of the judges have been harsh on Jimbo. And uh, Rita said something I think that was supposed to be comforting, but Jimbo took us a bit of a slight. And Jimbo was like, Oh, so I could read you if I wanted to because your hairline looks like bath, your wig looks like you don't get in a toilet. <laughs> it just went on from there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to have to catch up on these ones. I'm slowly working through my list of things. I'm going to watch that one. Okay. Awards, awards. Who for okay. everyone? Who had the best runway presentation overall? Overall, so from all the are we are we talking about like what we saw on Twitter as well as what we saw on the show or just on the show? Oh, do we want? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what we saw overall. I also kept up with the, on, the looks on Instagram. If you saw them on Twitter as well, mm-hmm. then because they spent the money. <laughs> These poor girls, like right. in particular. Lemon, I was intrigued to see what she offered outside of the show, but I was enamored by um, Pangina's drag. I thought Mm. there were so many different things. The one that really blew my mind was the um, the cat, the Sphinx cat with the the eyes that were bejeweled. It was just stunning because they they kind of said those cats creeped me out. My God, back in the day, to go to a house party, and one of those cats used to slither along and jump on my leg, and I'd be like, "What the hell is this beast on my knee? On my knee? Get the gargoyle, sir! Get the gargoyle off the knee, honey! Let's not do this tonight." But um, and they, do you know what they do? Because they've got no like, they've got no sweat glands, so they they gradually go grey, and you have to oil them. It's like, girl, this is. This is a, a hemorrhoid with whiskers. I don't want this. <laughs> I, I not for me. It doesn't feel like amazing. a nice thing to breed into a cat. It feels like you're making a cat's life oh, harder. No. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like those Japanese crested dogs that look like an old person. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's like, why do you breed dogs <laughs> to live like that? Jesus, exactly. save a wheel. 
Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Those, I thought that making something so spooky, beautiful was quite fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll stop barking about the cat. I like Pandrian. She was my favorite. Who was yours? <laughs> I agree. For me, it's a tie between what Jimbo and What was your Pan- favorite one? It's a tie between Jimbo and Pangina for me. Um, both of them had such hugely elevated looks. They they gave us character. They gave us fashion. Um, even their looks after they left the show were beautiful. Um, and, it, you know, I do feel it's, it's sad that we didn't see them on the runway, but thankfully we saw them on Instagram. Um, for me, it's a tie, Jimbo and Pangina. Like, they just always brought, like, a concept, and they had, like, their fashion references down. Um, like Jimbo did that amazing uh, biker chick Mugler kind of thing. Oh, and nice. um, mm-hmm. Pangina did that amazing uh, Moschino inspired, Jeremy Scott inspired kind of uh, Vegas kind of casino machine type of thing. And right. Both so, and like, I, I, I could go on about both of them all day. Both of them were, were beautiful and elevated, and I love them both. Mine was um, obviously Juju B. <laughs> I um that well, you know you know what you give kids when you when you when you're teaching them how to swim in a pool what do you call it a noodle a, a noodle. noodle yeah that, that, that high fashion noodle snake that she wore <laughs> paired with that lovely wig I just thought that's what our niece is using to learn to swim at the moment um, there was two there, there was two there was two noodles there was two, 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 two with the noodles one was like swirly yes there might have even been three she might have really pushed the boat out you oh know, god what was <laughs> that about i will say for juju her last two looks were elevated gorgeous polished fashion because she did the kind of miss so he kind of um peplumy kind of mermaidy thing for her finale and the iris van herpen look for the art runway were both really really gorgeous i yeah. thought yeah yeah, no, Juju. Yeah, she she was not my favorite. I agree. I think she, um, she needs the last bits were good. Yeah, the last <laughs> ones, the last ones, the ones that made her refine. She saved the best for last. Yeah. Do you know who surprised me, by the way, with her Instagram posting? Because she went second, obviously. Cheryl Hall really brought some looks and like really tried to elevate her drag. Like her art look was uh, based on Salvador Dali's um, lobster phone. Uh, but with a touch of Lady Gaga, because she did all the phone stuff, didn't she? And I thought, mm. I was like, good job, Cheryl. This looks cool. I wish I'd seen this on the runway. I, I have to admit, I haven't looked at any of her outfits post the runway. I feel terrible saying this, but um, <laughs> I, I, what I saw on the show, I, I liked immensely more than when I saw in her season. Her, just her personality the way that she felt comfortable in her own skin, she wasn't yeah. chasing to prove herself. She was already, she had her own kind of thing that she was fitting in. And it just, it was refreshing. I liked her so much more. I um, completely agree. She was so much more herself, wasn't she? Her skin looked lovely. She had oh, very so pretty skin. Mm. I have to say that because I'm a skin, I'm a skin obsessive. But I don't know, like, I think that the thing about Jimbo that I always think is a bit, because I, I, Jimbo's looks were so executed. Every detail was perfect in them. But it wasn't like there was no flaws in them, which sometimes I really like. Like when there's something that's off with something perfect. Like when you look at those, like that's why I love Raja. When Raja was on the runway back yeah. when, she it she would be Raja in the sort of 
Cher costume, like mm-hmm. it, it, but it was like done in Raja way. It was yeah. like there was this sort of like mixture between that hyper polished showgirl and then there was some rawness to it. And I think with Jimbo, it's it's so contrived. I think it's the breastplate. It just mm-hmm. makes everything become artificial which i guess is a very deliberate choice i'm not saying in in criticism but it's not my taste i i like panginas because you can see pangina like where she did that um the yellow bob with the pikachu the, the pikachu um, yeah. yeah 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 right i i loved it because it wasn't it wasn't it was brave enough not to put on the full shebang mm-hmm. i i just love that when queens have confidence to do something that's not extreme because that's the, that's when you see confidence. It's when it's when someone pulls back slightly. And it's not a it's not giant five hundred eyelashes and yeah. boobs and nails and things. It just looks cool. I don't know. I like Pangina a lot. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot to love about Pan Pan, definitely. And I'm so glad that she's attracted so many more international fans. The next award is the best makeup. We call it the face, face, face award, and we'll need your expertise to guide us here. Who had the best makeup overall? I don't, I, I've got to say I like that Cheryl skin. Cheryl skin looked really nice. Um, Bagger, Bagger's makeup was very unusual. When she put the blue lenses in, it looked like Gemma Collins. Did you think that on the last episode? Did she look like the spirit of Gemma Collins with the blue eyes? She looked so different when she put those lenses in, didn't she? Oh, it was really yes. arresting. Oh, it was so bizarre. Oh, yeah. She it. had the blue, blue, bright blue eyes. And I was like, she looks just like Jennifer Collins now. It was very weird. She's not the face, face, face. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. just a comment. I was going to say, is Megan Trips the winner of the Best Makeup Award? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> bless her. Um, I don't think Jimbo's makeup's anything to jump about, but she improved from what i've saw in the past I think definitely much smoother and nicer mm-hmm. um that jamie jacquet's look i i really liked the green trench coat i didn't love the makeup or the hair which the marilyn pop-up thing um i don't know like i don't think there was any standout makeup queens this season jujubee's makeup was off on a couple of episodes she her head was a different color to her body in, in one episode which looked really off because mm-hmm. she's normally on the ball with her makeup Interesting um, for such an experienced queen as well. Yes, it did, did you clock that when in the untucked? I think it was like halfway through, and she just it, it was when she started to they were criticizing her saying she didn't wake up or she wasn't engaged in the competition yet. That one, it was like, did you have to like to rush this? She didn't blend all the edging out or something. I don't know, like I, I, think I, I don't think there is a face, face, face. What do you think about I don't, Blue? I don't know. Blue, because Blue is known as like this makeup kind of empresario and artist. What do you think about Blue's makeup? She, in the in the promo, that she did something really stupid by colouring the contour in her chin orange. And when she got on the show, she didn't do it one time. And it was so much better. It was improved times a thousand. She sometimes looks like the Barbie with a head on the wrong body because it's, it's so painted that it's, wrong it mm-hmm. looks like disconnect from her very pale complexion on her shoulders uh-huh. um i i think that she does a bit that it just she's got the technical ability to do something really 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 beautiful but mm-hmm. the position of everything is off it's like like she does a similar eye shape to the the winner that won last uk season what's her name crystal versace yeah. like where it's all dragged up very high but mm-hmm. blue doesn't need to 
do that. She's actually got it. She's got blue eyes. She's got these very big eyes. You would be like, oh girl, she's got raven potential because she's got the she's got the bones and the and the skills to do it. But everything's yeah. just slightly off. Hmm. But I think out of this bunch, I'll probably give it to Blue. I'll probably give it to Blue because the technical ability is there. It's just that it's not position right. And I think we probably saw most like diversity and creativity maybe with Blue's makeup compared to the others. I think she did more dipping into like alien skin tones and that kind of thing, especially with her first couple of runway looks. Yeah, I, I've also not mentioned Monet once, who I thought looked beautiful. She oh, looked really beautiful. Monique is beautiful. I actually think. Oh, is she called Mohart now? Mohart. Mo Love. Mohart. Mo yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually spoke a bit about her makeup when we chatted before, didn't we? And that, like, there's been mm -hmm. this gradual improvement because she tended to do this, like, really, really harsh white highlight in the middle of her face that, like, disconnected from the rest of her face. Right. And there was nothing down here. It was all mm. trying to make the face narrow here. But yeah. um, it wasn't like that this season. She did a great job. And she was also very interesting with her look. You know, I would have given her second in second place to Vangina with the costumes i just I, I preferred her looks after jimbo i can't believe that we kind of forgot to talk about her in the um the costume bit actually because she was really really up there she really was she did a great job some of them were so stunning and outstanding like the vegas look um and i like the cage the, the open yes. cage. The, 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 that was the salvador dali yeah and even her entrance look in that emerald green gown. Oh, yes. Yeah. She took all the fabric from Hollywood I'm and then some. I'm, and calling, dress. I'm calling it a three-way tie now. <laughs> it was it so was indecisive I am. <laughs> and the thing about the makeup is that a lot of the a lot of the queens, when they come back, you notice that their makeup's better. And it's because when they see themselves on TV, mm -hmm. <laughs> they finally they finally go, oh, actually, yeah, that's I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be doing that. And then they go and then they change. Do you notice a lot of the queens doing that after they see themselves on television? Oh, oh yes, and it's different. I'm sure from production to production because the light color is different. Like sometimes that, like I've done campaigns for things. Like I did a veganuary campaign, which is in January when you do the vegan thing. I was one of their ambassadors, and they filmed me. And I said to them, "You've got to remember that I'm a tall heifer. If you shoot from under here, I'm going to look like the potato man from <laughs> from Toy Story. Please don't shoot me from down here because I will insist we refilm it." So they were like, "Oh, you look so great!" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay, I trust you." And I saw it back. And I like, excuse me, I did remind you. And like, oh my god, I just signed a contract for this new thing that's coming out um, in June, which I'm not allowed to actually speak about. But I said, "But I'm going to have to tell you what to light and where to position the cameras because I can't have someone shooting me like from under, up there." No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. We're going to look from the top down. So I'm particular about it. It's like don't go on these silly shows because you can't control what you look like. You might. Start off people thinking you're the empress, <laughs> you end up looking like a potato. So <laughs> they oh, do improve. Never they look definitely like a potato, improve. Yeah. Oh, oh thank you. Now <laughs> the lip sync assassin award. Who are we giving that to? Hmm. You guys go first. I want to hear what you think. Pangina Heels. Yeah, I capitulate to you, really. There is no competition. Pangina Heels was ridiculous. From the get-go, from a talent show 
to the lip syncs. I mean, she 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 can dance. She hits the moves. Mm-hmm. She's got the flexibility. She's. I mean, I just if she was not taken up by Blue, this season was made for her. She would have smashed it in right. the finale because she would have. When she gets to the finale, when she gets top two, she's gonna win every lip sync that she's in, and then the lip sync finale where you had to, the the winner was the best lip syncer, mm-hmm. hands down. Pangina would have slayed. So this was Pangina's to lose when you look at the season as a whole. Like there was, yeah, Pangina heels, absolutely. My nomination. I agree. Yeah, Jimbo. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, he's worse than me. Oh, my, no, my favorite lip sync moment was Jimbo falling over and Pangina catching her. Oh, that, that was, was adorable, the most adorable moment. It adorable. <laughs> Not only was Pangina serving face doing the splits, yes. cartwheels, she was also rescuing Jimbo at the same time. And I was like, this girl's doing it all. She's lip syncing for her life, for Jimbo's life. She was lip syncing for the world. She was, she was there to represent. So much weight on those shoulders. There was. It was It was amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next one is, what was the singular best look of the season? Ooh. Not, not the queen overall. What was the best, mm. your favorite look of the season? You go first, Joe. I found. Oh, the thing is, I really like the backpost look because I love backpost from Bag of oh, Chips. I, love I, that I thought so it was just, much. It was it so was good. Funny, I, right? And I thought that she as Kathy Burke was a good look too because it was like practically no makeup, which I really love to see as drag queen in practically no makeup because if you can still do you with none of the glass, yeah, like, that's amazing. Um, I I don't know. There's I really really like that green sparkly coat that Jack. Jackie Janae, oh, I forgot her name. Have I said it right, Jackie Janae? Uh, <laughs> that one, that one. When she, <laughs> the Marilyn, I would like to wear a jumpsuit. Uh, no, the trench coat, the green trench coat thing. The trench coat is yeah. up my alley completely. I really like that one. I don't, I don't think there was like, I just love all Panginas. I just like that Sphinx mm. cat. That Sphinx cat look with the Egyptian eyes, with the wrinkle rouging and the velvet. It was like, this is insane. Like, how did she yeah. do this? Like, and I saw some of her things on Twitter that she posted that had the things she didn't get to show on the show. Mm-hmm. I just thought, my God, the intricacy of the applique, the, was, it was looked that, like old school couture. That, was that the art look that Schiaparelli inspired? Yes. And there was one that had the layers of pearls and all the pearls were yeah. kind of intersection with one quite smaller. It was just, it was magnificent and i thought like my god this is something that because i think that we don't know enough about the, a lot of the asian um countries references when it comes to gender transiency and i i recently spoke to um someone that was on queer Eye japan who was a yeah. monk um about his opinion of japan he's from japan he's called kodo and he is he's doing a book at the moment we got to interview each other and have a chit chat but it was interesting to ask him because when I was younger, I learned all my makeup from Japanese Egg Magazine, which was a magazine that was about um, host and visual K. And when you look at some of these rock bands from Japan, they dress in full on ball gown drag. Like this has been going on since much longer than we've even talked about drag race. This is like in the 80s, like with Mana, who created Elegant Gothic Lolita style, which is those 
dresses that look like little dolls. Do you okay. know this reference? No, well, they're all straight men. You've mentioned Visual None K of... to me before, and I find it fascinating, but please go on. Right. So yeah. there was a band that was kind of like um, the, the tributary of the main bands in Japan, and mm. they dress and look like beautiful porcelain dolls, but they are straight men. Mm-hmm. So there's this sort of weird sort of, it's not like if we saw it in England, we'd think, oh, they're LGBT. Yeah. No, 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 no. And there's that aspect of that, which is almost like, it's almost like a military uniform. Mm. It, and also with Kabuki and male yes. gaysers, like there, there's not an LGBT element in it at all, but there is this precision that's almost like trained to the end. It's like, it's so particular, so perfected. When you create these costumes, they're not just done with a loose team. They are meticulous. And I don't think that that has bled into our culture enough that we understand where all that stuff comes from. So seeing Pangina and looking at the way that her costumes are all, like those eyes on the Sphinx cat, I was just like, even though I thought that it was just like a wacky idea and I'm scared of those cats, I was like, my (laughs) God, we need, this is all the things that I love in Mm. a format that my friends love. So they get to see what I've been inspired by since I was a kid. But it's, it's interesting because I promise you now, if you saw all those visual K bands, you'd be like, what the hell? In like proper Victoriana ball gowns with all yes. the perfected hand stitching velvet stuff. And they sell these in department stores in Japan. There's like little like weird shops in Japan and especially in Ginza, there's so many. Um, it, it's it's my one. love. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it sounds so Oh my God, you have to look into this shop. There's a shop mm. called Closet Child. It has all the vintage Westwood pieces, the Jean-Paul Gaultier vintage pieces. It's like a second shop with collectibles in, but they only have Vivian Westwood, Jean-Paul Gaultier, and Elegant Gothic Lisa. So it's like insane. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I can talk about this. No, <laughs> I love it. I, I, I completely like, you know, there are so many gorgeous looks this season. I do think so many queens put a huge amount of effort into the runway looks. For me, and... So I've mentioned the three girls that I thought like brought it nearly every runway, bring it, bring it to the runway. And that was Mo and Pangina and Jimbo. But my, I think my single favorite look was probably actually Blue's finale look, which was that kind of like modern day Cinderella kind of look with the symbolism about the peace of Northern Ireland. And actually um, what I loved about when she posted that she was really open about her point of reference, which was a, um, I'm going to give a shout out now because I contacted them on Instagram, a like paper drag artist called Kazepi, um, who had right. done, done stuff in like drag survivor and stuff going on, 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 um, Instagram. And they were very, very kind because I couldn't find the original image and they sent it to me and very, very talented visual artist who I actually started following a little while ago. So this amazing look they've done, which is like a Venus flytrap look for a like a flower themed runway. Um, and I, I just thought it was, it was a great epitome of kind of blue in that moment. She was, it was like princessly. It was like traditional, but it was yet modern. Um, the silhouette was gorgeous. There was symbolism. And I just thought it brought a lot of like amazing elements together. I, I agree. You have to send me the link to this artist. I really want to check I will out. Do. Afterwards, yeah. They've got a great page. So yeah. Many, yeah, they love um like John Willie references as well. They do a lot of like right. fantasy style stuff. Yeah. 
That was my favorite look as well. I was telling you that too, Tom. Mm. You just stole my answer. But, <laughs> but that's what sorry, it is. sorry. Miss Congeniality. It, it was pretty. Mm. From what we saw, who's Miss Congeniality? Mm. I have thoughts. What your thoughts? Go go with your thoughts. Um, well, maybe some of this is based on the feedback from when I watched like the yearbook stuff afterwards with um, Why She Black. Um, there was um, a lot of the girls said that Janie was very like sisterly. Janie was very sisterly there for a bit. She would lend you a pair of lashes if you need them, give you some some tights, whatever you needed. And I th- I think that c- that was conveyed on camera. She was like straight to the point she had a very dutch quality of being very straight talking um but like she was like there and she was like pleasant and like sisterly and stuff so i think it might have been janie mm. Mm. i was I, I'm, I was hearing a lot of the girls talk very well and um well of cheryl hole mm. um and i thought that the reason of that was because cheryl hole just wasn't really, in my opinion, a competitor. So she was never a threat to them. So of course they're gonna be like, oh, she's so congenial. She, she's so lovely because she's she's got she's not gonna take the crown from me. So I was thinking, well, that's probably why they were all saying a lot of them were saying Cheryl. This as is well. the shadiest miscongeniality or whatever. Like, they were like, she was oh, she was so congenial. She's so lovely. She was a breath of fresh air. She was she, she would light up the room. Of course. God, that's what happens when you're there just to be there. You're, you know, when you're happy just to be invited, when you're happy just to be nominated, that was Cheryl Hole, mm. in my opinion. Mm. Several of the girls congenital said, warts. That's what I would say to that one. Um, Several of the girls did say she was like a ray of sunshine, didn't she? But what did you think, Joe? She was refreshing. I really, I took to her much more than when she was originally on. But I, mm. I don't know, like. It was. I just think there wasn't enough queens this season to really delve into what they were doing. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, because you can't. The interactions were with the same people every single time. So you didn't get to gauge what they're like with everyone, regardless of if they like them or not. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think Juju was friendly with everyone. She was. She was coming across very kind to people. She. Mm. I. I. I felt really awkward when she had the conversation with Bagger about alcoholism and was talking about that because Bagger's voice changed and she wasn't comfortable disclosing it with a projective voice. And I thought, yeah. oh God, this is this is camera. This has been incentivized by the camera people in some way. This is like, talk about mm-hmm. this, talk about this. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and I thought yes. she dealt with it in a very open way because she went forward and said well actually I just felt with my relationship because I didn't want to be around alcohol anymore I've changed my friendship group and I thought that to, to share that openly when it's probably her real life at the moment yeah probably something that she's just gone through in addition to the mum thing that we spoke about earlier mm. maybe that was an indication that she was kind of being chilled with everyone I don't know it's difficult to work mm. out but they were all like I, I guess what you're saying about Jane and JK. Um, have I got a name right yet? Yeah, I've you got have. A name. I've there we go. Like For the first time things. this episode, you've got a name right. I'm so sorry. I think I'm a Jackie <laughs> or something. I'm sorry. Um, she she did. She was calm and she was interesting. When people read her, she didn't actually care about it. It was kind of like water off a duck's back to some degree. Like, mm. um, I don't know. Like, it's a, this season just felt like a really weird season. It felt like it was not 
produced mm. with a structure. Oh, oh absolutely. And mm-hmm. then I think that's one of the things that I'm, I was going to ask is because in the other seasons <laughs> that aren't all-stars, it is produced. We've got producers, and you know that everything is forced and produced, and this happens because someone's making it happen. That person's going home. They're set up. But that some of that control isn't there in all stars mm-hmm. because they kind of they they kind of throw they kind of try to put that a lot into the queens, and so you either get a good all stars or you don't. You have to rely on the cast a lot. With obviously with prompting from the producers, but when they're not there to dictate everything, this is what you get. <laughs> right. This yeah. is, this is, the, product. This is the product. But I, I do see what you're saying about Juju. And like, she's very good at imparting her wisdom this season, I think. She's very good at sharing her experiences. And there's a certain congeniality about that as well. Mm. I think RuPaul was more congenial this this series normal. Yeah. <laughs> I think, he was like, he was actually quite interested in what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when your job is just to turn up and talk, you absolutely. Know, and not suffer consequences <laughs> from the decisions, but you're literally there just to talk right. about the time. Well, I mean, of course, you're going to be chill. Yeah. I mean, that's the best gig ever, isn't it? Just absolutely. to go there and say your piece and then be like, now you, now you do it, do with it what you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was your favorite episode or challenge? What What did you guys like? What was your favorite one you watched? Ooh, the favorite episode or challenge. The, the favorite game. episode or challenge. Beg the snatch game. Beggar trips. I thought she wouldn't knock it out of the park. You know, it, it's. I thought it was going to be like sometimes queens do really good in their first season, but mm-hmm. when they come back to the snatch game again, they don't. And her Margaret Thatcher along with Donald Trump um, by the Vivian were masterclasses. They were mm-hmm. echoed around the world. Everyone was saying the UK is someone to watch because of beggar <laughs> yeah. and because of um, Vivian. Vivian. Yeah. I was, I was like, she, she can't beat that. She can't top that. And then she did Kathy and mm-hmm. then she did misery. And I was like, Oh my effing God. She just topped Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. I she loved tried. it so much. That she was amazing. And I was just like, <laughs> she's like, just, she's, I was, it was so good. I really want to hear what you have to say as a friend of Bagger there, Joe. I loved it. And I thought it yeah. was brilliant. It showed how clever she is, really. Mm. Um, to call him Paul, which is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the thing, it, it was just so insane. good. I I couldn't believe it. She was snorting like the pig as well. Like the pig, I I rewound <laughs> the snorting like a pig section. And when she said, "This isn't Katie Price," <laughs> do you have amnesia? Yeah. Like, oh my god, this is so good. Do you know what we've been doing ever since as well? Is the um, catch this. <laughs> <laughs> and then using the book as so the ingenious for the comedy was just so clever it was it was it was funny but it was clever and this is i mean she said it all the time i am a performer i am a performer mm-hmm. and then she pulls this out and you're like yeah oh yeah. good the, know, the bitch is a performer do you know what i learned this season is that people when when rue likes a girl People love to dismiss that girl. And Bagger's one of those girls. People were so quick to come for Bagger all season. But as that Snatch Game performance for anybody with half a brain should blow away <laughs> any doubt 
of her abilities <laughs> as a performer because it was it was comedic perfection and one of it should be regarded as one of the best snatch game performances ever um yeah but but people unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately all the discourse that episode was about the um devastating as it was about pangina's elimination no one was talking about how amazing bagger was that's true and she did that was kind of like the the sort of signal to me that this wasn't the 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 normal reaction online It, Mm. it just didn't feel like it was like, my God, this is the Pangina Revelation was quite a dramatic thing. Obviously, it was one of the most strangest things I've, I've probably ever seen on Drag Race. Was crying that dramatically? <laughs> but um, when you think about these queens and you think, okay, we've just seen Bianca Del Rio for the first time, and she's killed this challenge, she's killed this challenge, she's killed this challenge. Then she snatched game, and it's like the full stop of her superstardom or Jinx or Benzo Creme. Like they, mm-hmm. and they can do that magical thing, which means. They can entertain you in multiple audiences. To yeah. do it twice is quite a feat. And if it you really, really if you is. can't see past the fact that that bitch isn't a makeup queen and she's that talented, then then you're not watching Drag Race to enjoy drag queens. You're watching agree. a reality show to enjoy a reality show, and that's a de- that's a different demographic. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like that's not a queer celebrating demographic. That's that's seeing the Kardashians and thinking Kim's the prettiest. <laughs> well but you know what i'm saying like it's not the yeah. way you should be assessing people it's like that's not what it's about but i think bagger is 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 just very sweet and i i think she's got a complicated underbelly which oh, she's totally kind of tended towards in this um this season but it and i think it is i've watched because the thing is i feel quite defensive about her because we've been uh, like in each other's sort of periphery for Mm. over a decade now and it's difficult because i think that i saw a little bit of someone filming her in an argument and posting on twitter and mm. there was a lot of reddit discussions about this stuff and it's 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 very difficult because i think if she's just come on television and discussed an addictive personality issue like alcoholism mm-hmm. or she mm-hmm. talked about a difficult upbringing yeah. um that is someone showing their their rawness Give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You might be right, right. And I don't like people that perpetuate trauma onto that. Like it's mm. not <laughs> I was because I was watching almost like a perspective of the the episodes on Twitter to see because I really wanted to get to the bottom. I really wanted to understand who are the people that are saying such bizarre things. Yeah. Because mm. you don't have to support someone, but why would you post something that pulls someone down? Yeah. That I don't oh. like, and I don't. I, I want to understand the psychology of it. You probably, you've probably got a better perspective than me. Because I'm, to be honest, you. Joe, it's a <laughs> mis- it's a mystery that continues to elude me. To me, Tom. But um, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> Tom. Um, are you yes, speaking? I was. That was directed at me. Thank you, Tom. No. Sorry, Bala. Over to you. Over to you. As Over you to were. You. As you were. Um, no, honestly, Joe. Like the the comment. <laughs> <laughs> I am completely open about this. I have a block and delete policy on my Instagram page when people leave shitty, overly critical comments that the queens who are tagged into the, the post can read. So I block them and I delete because it's just, <laughs> it's just I, I'm not going to get into a conversation with that person because they're looking for a reaction and I'm not going to give it to them. And it, it's a it's about people feeling very very brave behind a screen, um, and right. they, say, they say something, and I put it on every post. 
if you're not going to say it to a queen's face, maybe think twice about posting it. And like, it, it astounds me. It astounds me how people can reach that level of disconnection. And all I can say is that the people who do that must be incredibly unhappy to want to inflict that sense of unhappiness upon other people. But that doesn't mean I'm going to forgive the behavior. They've really got to examine themselves. Right. <laughs> Bianca Dario said, um, said her biggest tip to drag queens going on the show, um, her best advice is that there is um, many, many girls out there, um, 13 year olds by the name of Tiffany, who know <laughs> drag more than you do. <laughs> and that's, that was her advice, that was her tip. And yeah. It's, 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 that kind of just sums it up. God. What she's saying that these, it's all, it's all these. For me, a lot of them are the young ones. They they do make up a lot a lot of the, the trolls, who who are watching the show just to to find something to bring down or find something to fault, and not really appreciating what these queens can do with what they have. They're not millionaires. Right. They're not millionaires. And a lot of the time when queens go on there and they do a, a replica or an inspired look. Oh, an inspired thing. look by, for example, Iris right. Van Herpen. Yeah. Then they're, they're, they're so quick to just bring them down and not understanding that these are local artists, struggling yes. local artists who haven't yet made it, who are now going to make it. But with what they have, this is what they can create. Yeah. There's just no forgiveness. And there's no understanding. There's just straight to no, that is not the same. And they jump on like, and I'm sure Violet actually didn't mean it in like the most terrible way. They jump on the words of Queens like Violet who say things like, oh, you know, I do. Violet said something like, I feel like we should inspire designers rather than the other way around. And it's like they jump on it. These, 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 you know, 13 year old twinks who put on a bit of makeup and have a couple of hundred followers and call themselves an MUA. Um, and, 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 and they say, they say kind of like, eh, Violet Chachki said, <laughs> you know, I sound like Eric Cartman now. Uh, <laughs> they should inspire us, not the other way around. And it's like, it infuriates me because the Queens is just like, try and take a reference, do what they can with it, with their resources within a, a budget and a time frame. It's like, what mm. they do is ingenious. What they do is creative. And, oh, I don't know, the run over, run over. Well, I'm sorry, I really went off they on one do, They jump on what Violet said. No, 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 we should be inspiring them, Mama. But then she wore a lot of inspired exactly. season. She did a Dior dress. She did a John Willie look. She did a McQueen look, you know. But what would you, what would you have as an opposition to that statement? Because what she's saying is, you, she is employed as a queer person to be front stage in some designer's clothes mm -hmm. to advertise their, their Instagram brand as inclusive. Let's call it what it is. Fame just actually put out on Instagram, I think yesterday. I that saw that. Was inspired I saw by that. Karen Nelson. Did you see? Mm. Yeah. So she actually, this is something that I didn't want to call up because I didn't want to say it from where I am today, because mm. I'm not the height of YouTube as I once was, and I thought people would perceive it as me being bitchy, but I wasn't being bitchy when I, because I have hinted towards my opinion, but I know how the, the machinations of these bookings work. To go to Fashion Week and to be a queen that's in a dress, you are not paid, you're not supplied transport or hotel. Mm. That means the queens are considering this a press opportunity their lent clothes, their wool the clothes, and then they have to give it back very quickly, often with a rude 
temperament asking for it back. So this is the price opportunity that people take as a decision. Mm. You do not have to, there's no business acumen in this for a drag queen. To be mm-hmm. on a TV franchise is a huge business acumen, which is why Trixie Mattel actually has money making things going on. Mm-hmm. To go to Fashion Week is not making you money. And the, the kids think that going to front stage at Fashion Week is, is things that is a symbol of you being successful. No, it's actually a strategy to make you successful. It's a branding opportunity. And I've never, ever, ever wanted to give people a false illusion of success. I've wanted to give people legitimate examples of it. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the drag queens have not had anything that they've fallen into traps where they are used to not being paid and actually spending money to go to Fashion Week, to sit front front row with all these fabulous designers in their costumes. And it looks so glamorous. It looks fantastic. But guess what? It's not making anyone any money. It's making you a loss. It's a, it's actually something that you, it's a payment to do that. So who is benefiting? The designers. So the designers should be inspired by the queens mm-hmm. because they're claiming inclusivity on their press releases, but actually they're costing queens money to get them in their clothes. It's like a scam. And this is why I think there's so many people misunderstand how social media works because there, there's no endorsement anymore in the same way there was five, six years ago. There's no AdSense. AdSense is like 10 times less. It's like it used to be an income. Now mm-hmm. it's not. And people think that being a social media success is a drag queen. You have all these perks. It looks glamorous. You get gifted things. Actually, not in fashion. Mm-hmm. It costs you more to participate then you are paid and this is something that i think a lot of people need to know about because we're seeing bimini and case be part of this incredible opportunity yeah well let's talk about the logistics of this what's yes. making the money because it's not it's not making the money to do that this is mm-hmm. pr so it's it's i don't like it because i think violet's completely correct because she's been there for a few seasons seasons now she's done different fashion weeks and she's obviously spent a lot of money to be a part of that she did a whole youtube show analyzing fashion shows doesn't she with a guest so yeah, it's yeah, like right. she knows how it works and they should be inspired by her mm-hmm. right but she, i violet used to be called blair by the way when she was atlanta <laughs> <laughs> used to be a blair <laughs> that was her I, I... first name i believe I'm not going to tell you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's completely correct that, you know, that that should be the like mode of inspiration. What, what, what I don't like is when it, that, that sentiment, which is valid and completely correct is flipped on its head and Queens are criticized for doing, doing a look that is inspired by a high fashion designer. Um, and people call it like a cheap copy and stuff when they're doing the best right. they can on, on 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 a TV show and like trying to fulfill a brief, you know. But um, everything you said there is is so true, and like I'm, I'm glad that you're talking about it. And Queens like Fame are like highlighting it. Because I used to be so like, what the hell are these people boasting about being at fashion when they have to get the clothes back? <laughs> 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 like my god that's so horrible can you imagine like i get out in this beautiful garment and everyone's like oh my god you look so gorgeous in that color and then give it the bloody thing back like please yeah. not in my watch i wouldn't um, do that for for any money that's i'm keeping the clothes <laughs> it's a lovely afternoon oh, for we go involved. anyway sorry no, the last the last one yeah. without without well the top four the top four was mohat jujube blue hydrangea and beggar chips from that top 
for who do we think, who do you think should have been the winner? If you were RuPaul. If the decision Mo. was yours. Mo. Yeah, our gut was with Mo I, I would well. have Mo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going for Mo too. Mm-hmm. What, why would you, why? Why for you? Why Mo for you? She had the highest scoreboard across all the tasks. Mm-hmm. All the episodes, she she had beautiful clothes out of drag. She came prepared like to win, and I think that she did a great job lip singing. She did a great talent show. She had a beautiful voice, which she didn't really thought that she had such a great singing voice. Her looks were elevated for her. There was mm-hmm. no missteps. Um, her makeup was improved. She yeah. said that she discovered herself from someone in between the gender binary and wanting to celebrate that. It was it was just a, a sort of evolution for her, which I thought was her victory lap in some regards. I think they wanted to make someone from the UK win. I think that the show would have looked silly from an optics perspective if they didn't make someone from the UK win. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely thought that she she did the best. I, I there were standout moments like Bagger. I like some of Blue's looks. I like some of Pangina's looks. I like some of Jimbo's looks. But I think consistently from what I saw, Mo was correct in every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with yeah. you. She was like the consistent, like high, high performer. What do you think? That's it. I mean, mm, I was absolutely. rooting for, for Mo. She just, she was consistent. She was high. And she just had that, she just had that je ne sais quoi. She just mm. had it. She just had it for me. <laughs> And I, I was expecting her to win. I was, I was a little shocked. But then, yeah, UK versus the world, you kind of expected yeah. someone from the UK to win. It did I, feel a little loaded in that sense. Yeah, I really did think Mo should have won. I really do. She just from, from the minute she walked out and started reading the girls on that stage, <laughs> she had me sold. Mm. She did. <laughs> Really First her. time in drag brunch. <laughs> <laughs> she, she went in. So it was yes, but she she was only responding. I think I think they came. It was Cheryl. Cheryl came for her, and she was straight away no. And she read right. She went down the line, responding, reading them all back. And I was just like, "This is what I want to see. This is what I'm here for." It would have been a great moment. I would have loved to have seen Mo win. Not to discredit Blues win at all, but. It, it did like, like my my gut was with Mo, my heart was with her, um, and yeah, exactly as you explained, Joe. She had like a great track record, so you know it, it would have been really legitimate as a win as well. Um, especially with like Jimbo and Pangina falling by the wayside. Jimbo was never <laughs> gonna win. Like Jimbo, like when when it came down to the lip syncs, she was never gonna win a lip sync. Let's be real. And then the final part of Crown was a lip sync. I was just like, okay, Jimbo, this was never yours to win. Jimbo, you're not in the beautiful runner up. Yeah, it was <laughs> not in the cast for you to win the season. So, <laughs> I mean, but this was... Jimbo's got something about him. He's got, he reminds me of like, that. I'm sure that was like a thing that I watched as a child with Alf, which is like a dinosaur or an Oh anti-tale. yeah, it was like an alien, wasn't some, it? Yeah, it was like an aardvark yeah, or something. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. got some, some reminiscence of that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
You heard it here first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Jimbo is the <laughs> Alf of drag. <laughs> Do you remember Alf? No. Did you have Alf in New Zealand? No. He was like a funny little stumpy alien who looked like an aardvark. No? It was like a Muppet kind of thing, yeah. like a puppet yeah. thingy. When you, said, when you said Alf, I was thinking of um, Will Ferrell. No, not Will Ferrell. That that Alf on. That's Alf, not no. Alf. Alf the with Alf. Alf. No, Alf with an A. Alf with yeah. an A, not an E. It, oh, it's his Kiwi accent, you see. Alf with the nose? Yeah, there we go. Alf, Alf with yes. the nose. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry, the minute you said Alf with an A, I was like, that's not going to help. Wait, I know. <laughs> oh, and Alf, yeah, Alf stood for, it was ALF, alien life form, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That My con- God, many years ago. I'm Dory the Fish today. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes the awards. Really I, are there any other awards we could consider? Obviously, we thought about all the main ones. Anything else? No, we covered just, everything. We've been incredibly no, thorough. Yeah. I just want I just want to keep um, listening to you talk, Joe, really. And that's why I'm, that's, <laughs> that's why I'm right. trying to oh, that's, that's what happens all the time. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's done. Okay. Oh my god. Well, well, once upon a time I wanted to do one of those ASMR channels, but I wanted to be oh, like yeah. an animated creature and I'd be like, take a deep breath. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm getting ASMR right now. Oh, that's I wanted to do all that magic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tom but I never going to do that without Tom was ASMR. I only like ASMR when it's food. Okay, I like that too. Uh, I just like oh, just the mukbang. Oh, the mukbang. Yes, every time I'm on a diet, mukbang is my number one, one thing, thing to watch. It's just, it's just. Oh gosh, I I'm love, hungry. I love ASMR. I subscribe to Gentle Whispering. I'm just not allowed to listen to it anymore because it makes Paolo feel unusual. Well, not if it's food. Oh, <laughs> not if it's food. There you go. Well, when you're when you're down south, we'll have to have a mukbang together. Oh yes, yeah. you don't even have to record. <laughs> <laughs> I could just give you a mukbang anytime you want. <laughs> Joe, where can everyone yes. find you? Again. Okay, so everything can be found at Joseph Howard, J O S E P A H H A R. W-O-O-D. There's no extra. That would be my ex-tube name. Hardwood <laughs> is not my name. It's Hardwood. <laughs> um, but you guys have to come on my podcast, which is on my website, Agitprop, and we can discuss all that you guys do. Oh, we would really so, love that. Yes, you can find me G-I-T-P-R-O-P dot world. Come on, come on. You have to come on. We'll, we'll do this. We'll sort this out when you've got a free space in the next couple of weeks. We'll have a chit-chat. Also, I'll put in all of your information that you've just given in the show notes. So anyone that wants to check out Joe and, and what she does, um, check out the show notes. Joe, thank you so much for joining us again. <laughs> um, we're going to try pull you back in <laughs> as well yeah we can i mean it's just it's just rolling out so many drag race things and it's just it's just i just love talking to you absolutely it's, it's always just, I just talking to you both. Yes. 
So thank you, Kane. Thank you so much for joining us um, on Spilling the GNT podcast. Make Make sure to um, follow us. Um, Make sure to listen to the season 14 that's still coming out. Check out the show notes for more Joe Howard. But that's us for now. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. And and Joe Howard. (laughs) See you guys next time. And Joe Howard. Bye. Bye.